What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. This week it is episode 239, and we're looking back at a series that is near and dear to my heart. Some of my favorite games of all time. The Tiger Woods PGA Tour franchise. And this is an episode that I've wanted to do for quite some time now. The stars just finally lined up. I was inspiration struck. You know, it's it's 20 below outside. Everything is covered in snow. There's not a blade of grass to be seen for miles. Feels like golf weather. So uh, this episode is going to play out kind of like the Mario Party and Tony Hawk Pro Skater episodes that we've done in the past. Where we're going to kind of look at the franchise as a whole instead of just one individual game. Because like those other series, if you've played a whole lot of them, they really do kind of start to bleed into each other. Uh, I could see us going back to one particular Tony Hawk game at some point. Some of you have actually asked me to do that. It's just I played the original so much that you could show me a level and I wouldn't be able to tell you which... Tony Hawk game it was from. So never say never, but anyway, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, and when it comes to annualized sports franchises, that that problem gets even bigger, right? Like for me to sit here and try to review like fucking NHL 12 or Madden 14 or something would be damn near impossible. Uh, fortunately, and unlike a lot of those annualized sports games, most of the entries were awesome when it came to the Tiger Woods games. And I shouldn't like I'm a big fan of Tiger Woods himself. I like watching PGA golf. I love golf video games, although the game in real life pains me very deeply. Uh, so I'm really, really stoked for this episode. I'd argue that these games stack up against some of the best sports games ever made. And I know a ton of you grew up mashing the backspin button just like I did. And I hope this episode makes you as happy as it made me when we recorded it. Uh, my guest this week is my pal Brad, probably most infamously known around Remember the Game as the guy I got into the argument with about who's on the cover of Contra. And we had a really Really, really good time looking back at the legacy of the iconic Tiger Woods PGA Tour games. He loves sports games just like I do. Did. Did. I, I mean, I still really like sports games. They just take way too much time that I don't have to spare these days. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode, and we'll get to all of it in just a minute, because speaking of something that's taking up way too much time that you don't have to spare these days, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. I don't know if I should be concerned, but I was out of breath like that entire two minutes that I was recording that. Anyway, uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun and they're infinitely less frustrating than a round of golf is. And there's no bees around here. At Fuck, I hate bees. There's no bees here at Remember the Game. If you do want to skip the intro, though, if you're just here for some Tiger Woods golf talk, go about 30 minutes up the road. You'll hear the music and we'll be into the, the chat about Tiger Woods. Uh, I have to get my plugs out of the way. As we say around here, it's how we keep the bills on. We have merchandise. There's hoodies. There's t-shirts. There's coffee mugs. There's posters. All kinds of stuff. Rocking incredible art, all designed by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. You can find our merch at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It's a great way to support the show. And of course, if you don't like clothes, you can always consider Consider supporting us on Patreon. It's about the best value in the history of the internet. And we launched a fifth fucking podcast this week, which I'll tell you about in just a minute. For only two bucks a month, you get two additional shows every week. You get exclusive access to my gaming news show, Game Patch, every Friday, where I look at all the biggest news in modern video games, and I add in my opinions and stuff like that. Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, which is a different show each week. We do rankings. We look back at characters, consoles. There's uh, some comedy episodes. There's a fucking ton of modern game reviews, including this past week on Expansion Pass, where it was episode 152, and I finally reviewed Marvel's Midnight Sun. 
Icons. I've been playing it for a couple of months now, finally wrapped it up, and I had a lot to fucking say about it. This is a long review. And it is spoiler-free, as always, so if you've been on the fence about Marvel's Midnight Suns, maybe this will convince you to check it out because it is fucking awesome. Again, spoiler-free, don't worry about it. Uh, and as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my Marvel's Midnight Suns review. really fucked up marketing this game did my now i've not played the avengers i should say that so maybe i'll someday play the avengers and be like this game's not that bad at all what's everyone talking about this game is sick but i feel like avengers got marketed through the roof and everybody was being told about it and then when the game came out people were like this kind of sucks and i feel like marvel's midnight suns was the exact opposite everyone that played it was like this game is pretty dope but nobody the marketing was fucking terrible they showed nothing nothing there was no gameplay fucking shown practically none they didn't really explain what the game was about what the combat was going to be i bought this game not knowing exactly what it was i took a chance because i like tactical games i like marvel games i like marvel superheroes and i just wanted something to play so i took a chance on it and i'm so glad i did uh because it's fucking awesome so before we get into the review or anything I guess I'm going to start this episode off by just explaining what Marvel's Midnight Suns is. So that's now available on our archives, and this week it's Expansion Pass 153, and I've found that as PS5s and Xbox Series Xs are becoming more readily available, I'm getting more and more messages from people being like, hey, I'm new to this system, what should I play? So what I'm going to do is go through the Game Pass and PS Plus Extra libraries and offer my suggestions. Anyone that's new to those systems, those ecosystems, I'm going to offer up a few suggestions on each console, and uh, should be a really good time. So again, two bucks, get you two additional shows every week, plus instant access to over 300 ad-free archive bonus podcasts i should let you know five bucks will get you access to four additional podcasts a week some weeks three some weeks four some weeks because i do the rambling idiot every tuesday where i talk about comedy movie reviews whatever else is on my mind and just this past monday mark McHugh and i launched purple monkey dishwasher our new simpsons podcast where we're gonna be working our way through the series and reviewing the episodes and just talking about how much we like the first episode went live this past monday and now they'll be going live bi-weekly after that, every second Monday at our $5 Patreon tier. So you get all those podcasts. And then on top of all that, you get access to our Remember the Game Discord, a chance to vote in our Patreon polls every month, the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our shows. You can DM with me, and you can even get a shout-out right here on Remember the Game and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest Patreons. Broad Street Bully, Lord John, Zacharath, Kyle Anderson, Daniel G, Lexi Carasquillo, sorry Lexi, Charlie Gua Godino, sorry Charlie, Alexander Palat, Michael Schober, Fancy Slim Shady, Michael Healy, Smooth Operator, Too Much Karma, Gennaro Skibelli, Wilma Fingerdew, Nick Firing Blanks, that hurts, Mopey 36, Bloodborne in the USA, Buy Me Bone Storm, or Go to Hell, Project Barrett, Brock Nunn, Whiskey Pizza Burger, that's delicious, Plow King, <laughs> say hello to the Plow King, Denomalous, Marty So Fly, Zach McLean, Josh Rezer, Rezer, sorry Josh, Solomon Freak 14, I refuse to believe there were 13 previous Solomon Freaks, Marcus Chambers, Cesar, Caesar, 
Sorry, name I can't say. David Lambert and Michael Berkmere. Fuck, I was, that was rough. But I got an excuse to drop my Barney impression, which always turns me on a bit. Thank you all so much for the support. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. Don't forget that 5% of our Patreon income gets donated to charity. And we offer annualized subs. You'll get your 12th month for free. If you sign up for the year up front. And finally, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv slash member the game there's absolutely no method to my scheduling madness I just get on there whenever I can throw me a follow it'll tell you when I'm online come by tell me why I suck and I'll listen and all that good stuff alright that's enough blowing myself let's blow in some of you by blowing in some cartridges I fuck that up almost every week anyway it is our opening segment here on the show I read a few comments and questions from our listeners usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge he blows alright he blows big time Let's blow our first blower this week is Jose Silas. I hope I'm saying that right. Who wrote in and said, hey, Adam, I've gotten really big into post-production in college and I work at my local TV station. I was just wondering how long is the post-production process for your various podcasts and what programs are you using? Also, how long did it take to teach yourself? Loving all the podcasts. Thanks again, Adam. Well, thank you, Jose. I'm a little bit nervous. I've answered this kind of question a couple of times, but every time I do, I get nervous because I feel like the... The, the tech nerds are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, ah, he's using these shit programs, but I'm not good at this. Uh, maybe you can tell by listening to the quality of this show. I don't think I'm terrible at saying words into this microphone, but all the stuff that comes after this is not my forte. Uh, so to answer your questions, how long is the post-production podcast or how long is the post-production process? Uh, expansion pass and game patch and the rambling idiot aren't too bad because I record those live. For some of our patrons, and I usually uh, edit in the sound effects and stuff as I'm recording, so they're fairly painless. The writing part takes a while, especially for Game Patch. I work on Game Patch all week, every morning. That's the first thing I do when I have my coffee is I check all the gaming news and add all the latest stories to my new my notes for the week. So the writing takes a lot longer than the editing part for those ones. Uh, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, our new Simpsons show, we've only done one. Took quite a while because I edited in some sound bites and stuff like that. This one is by far the, remember the game when I say this one, is easily the one that takes me the longest. I would say it takes me, I don't know, takes me about half an hour to put it together. Once I've, so I mean like I record this part, which takes about 30, 35 minutes. And then I do the game chat with my guest usually at a, random time and I just keep them saved until I need them so just the recording part takes about an hour and a half between those two sessions and then it takes me about another hour to write the notes for this one with the Patreon comments and stuff and then it takes me another half hour 45 minutes to edit and put it all together and make it into a semi passable package so I hope that answers your question roughly as to how long it takes. As far as what programs I use, I know some of you are going to lose your shit over this. I'm a Mac guy because I'm not good with computers and my PC intimidates the shit out of me. So I do all my audio editing in GarageBand and I do all my video editing in iMovie. And most of my logos I've made with a free version of Photoscape X the trial version because I'm not paying for the full version because I don't know how to fucking work it anyways. And how long did it take to teach myself? I would argue I'm still teaching myself. But the first... I would say it probably took me about six months to really get my like the basics of it down. And uh, now I've gotten a little bit better at it, but I'm still learning new tricks and stuff all the time. And I'm sure someone with some knowledge would say I do all of this wrong. But I would say it probably took me about six months to get to the point where I could put out like a coherent uh, audio, you know, file that you all could hear mp3 that's what it's called see i'm still learning there you go anyways uh thank you for writing in jose hagel waffle said ab quick question this is a pretty long question hagel this is not quick 
Uh, Hago said, we all know that the internet walkthroughs and the ability to Google how do you beat Soda Popinski have made games easier. I should try that. But how in the world did people figure out some of these things in the first place without them? For example, how did people know to use a special pattern of going through Mario Brothers 7th Castle? I know there's a chime or a buzzer, but that had to be a totally new concept. I remember hearing about it on an old TV special that also told me about the white platform secret in Mario Brothers 3. How did you hear about these old secrets? Uh, you know what? It was primarily uh, a lot of my secrets were me and my friends would get random issues of gaming magazines and then we'd like, you know, lend them to each other or tell each other about them. I remember my mom used to make us go to the library a lot too. And I love to read, like make fun if you want. I, I'm a bookworm. I like to read a lot. But when I was a kid, I would always get out like three or four like actual books. And then I would always get one or two like tips and tricks to find everything in Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And, and I would just memorize those fucking books. I loved it. Um, and then to be honest with you, the rest of the secrets, I always just assumed that there was one kid in a school whose rich parents would let them call into the Nintendo hotline. And then they would just come to school and tell the rest of us the goods. Cause my parents would never let me call that line. So that I would assume that's how it was all done. Yeah, you're right though. Nowadays, kids can just look up how to beat everything. I'm guilty of it too. Cause I'm, I'm a kid's today, I guess. Uh, thanks for writing in with your non-quick, quick question, Hega Waffle. Uh, Wildcard said, hey, Adam, where do you spend your hard-earned schmeckles? 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 I'm not sure what that... It's <laughs> My my autocorrect is saying that that's not even a word, so I don't think there's a, product, a correct way to say this. Where do you spend your hard-earned schmeckles on retro games for the show? Do you shop online, or do you frequent a retro game store? I find it hard to find a place that accepts schmeckles, but I feel like that's a problem for a different day. Indeed it is. I've been trying to pass off my shroot bucks forever. And nobody will take them. Also, I invented my own currency, Blankaroos, and no one wants those either. Um, where do I get my retro games for the show? Uh, if First and foremost, if I can get a hold of them on a modern console, that's where I'm going. And what I mean by that is like, if they're on the Switch, if I can get them on Game Pass or on my Xbox, if they're on PS Plus, if I can get them on my PlayStation. Every time, that's where I'm going to go because it's just more convenient. Um, for those of you that don't know, I do emulate sometimes, but I... I if I can buy a game from a rights holder, I will not emulate it. If I can buy it from whoever owns it, I'll, I will. If my only choice to buy it is to go to the flea market or a game store and buy a copy there, like, you know, Nintendo or whomever it is that owns the game isn't getting a dime, then I have a lot less problem with emulating stuff. And I'm not poo-pooing on any of you that do emulate, because I do. My mini consoles are full of games. I emulate. Uh, as far as if I do actually have to buy a retro game and I can't get it digitally through one of my modern consoles, then I do occasionally go to the internet, like eBay and stuff. But my two stores of choice for anyone that lives in and around the Edmonton slash Calgary area, uh, my favorite retro gaming store is called, oh, fuck, what's it called? Game, Game Trader, I think is what it's called. It's in Calgary and I live in Edmonton, so I've only been into the store a few times. It's when I'm in Calgary, I always go buy it. I'm looking it up. Game, yeah, Game Trader in Calgary. It is fucking sex. It's such a great store. Reasonable prices as well. So massive shout out to Game Trader. And then here in Edmonton, I like Final Boss, which is on 97th Street. Uh, I go there for my uh, the occasional game as well. I prefer to go to like a retro game store because I want to support the... Yeah, you know, I, you know what? I'll tell you this. I, not every retro game store is like a treasure to be found because some of them are just fucking so overpriced it's ridiculous we have game city here in edmonton at least and they're fucking obnoxious and i can't stand them but uh if you live somewhere where there's a good priced a reasonable retro game store show them some love would you show them some love give them give them a couple of bucks of your hard-earned money i try to do that or your schmeckles as we call them so those are the two stores i like if i'm not going online 
I hope that is good answer, wild card. Too Much Karma said, hey there, Adam, new Patreon, kind of long-time listener. I know you're a big wrestling fan, and so am I. I pre-ordered WWE 2K23, and that's due to John Cena being like a childhood hero to me. My question here is a two-parter. One, what do you think the new game will be like? Will they build on the 2K22 mechanics or drop the ball like with 2K20? And two, who is your idol growing up, WWE or real life? Uh, so to answer your first question, I think they're just going to I think they're just gonna uh, build on 2K22. Like, 2K20 sucked, and then they, they skipped 2K21 to spend two years rebuilding this engine. I cannot fathom a world where they would... And it was pretty well received. 2K22 was a pretty good game. I, I can't imagine them going back on that now. So I, I think they're just going to improve on... I, I don't know if it'll be as good as 2K22. I hope it is. I hope it's better. But I do think it's going to be very similar to 2K22. They're just going to improve on it. And then to answer your question, who is my idol growing up, WWE or real life? I don't know if there's ever been a WWE or a pro wrestler that I would consider an idol. The Undertaker is the reason I'm a wrestling fan. I fell in love with that guy in the early 90s. And I just thought he was like... The, I went from his Halloween multiple years. I just thought he was like the coolest fucking character in the world. Until Kane come along. When Kane debuted, I actually liked Kane better than The Undertaker. Because I like, I think Kane is part of the reason I like the anti-heroes now. Because Kane came out and just seemed like such a bigger, badder, cooler Undertaker. And I just thought it was like the sickest shit. So, uh, I don't, and then Chris Jericho was a huge role, not role model, but a big inspiration on me. I'm a big Chris Jericho fan. Have been since uh, Monday Night Jericho. And uh, in real life, my, my idol, I would say growing up, was either Patrick Waugh. Or Saku Koivu for the Montreal Canadiens. Or if you're talking a fictional person, it'd be uh, Peter Bankman. A lot of my reasoning, I've been everything I do in life is because of Peter Bankman. So I hope that answers your question, Too Much Karma. And I hope you enjoy 2K23. Rob Mason said, Hey Adam, have you ever had a game start off as, Holy shit, this is great, and then fall off in the second half? Biomutant for me was an 8.5 in the first half, but by the second half it was a repetitive, boring 5 out of 10. For alternatively, or alternatively, alternatively? Alternative, I, that's not a word that I don't know how to say. It's my mouse was on top of it and my computer froze and I couldn't get it to move. Alternatively, Days Gone started off slow, but the second half was incredible once the map opened up with a fantastic ending. Um, A game that started off great and then fell apart in the second half. I can't think of too many games were like I thought the gameplay did that my problem is I get bored if a game can't hook me like if you're gonna be more than say 10 hours long uh you better sink your fucking claws in fast and you better not let up because there's so many games where I'm like this is sick and then by the end I'm like I'm so bored of this and I don't want to fucking do this anymore I can't think of a specific example that's happened to me with a lot of video games I will say one game that comes to mind for me is Half-Life the original Half-Life, which you can listen to as an episode in our archives. I thought the first third of that game was was practically perfect. And then I thought the second third of that game was still pretty cool, starting to get tedious. And I thought the third third, the final third of that game was fucking terrible. Where you're hopping around the planets, I fucking hated it. So I went from like, wow, to meh. And it's still got a pretty good review, but I hate the ending of that game. So I think that's probably as close of an example as I can come up with. Uh, a couple more here, and we'll move on. Wilma Fingerdew said, Hi, Adam. First time blower, I promise. Long time hot dog. So great to finally be a part of this great Patreon community. Well, thank you, Wilma. I have a Final Fantasy-related question and grievance. I have PlayStation Premium and the option to play Final Fantasy VII Remake or Final Fantasy IX. I believe IX is your favorite, but want to ask, which should I devote my life to next? As well, I need to air out a grievance, as this is the only community that'll get it. I recently had to give up on Final Fantasy X, since the developers story lock you with dark aeons that make the Omega weapons and other items impossible to get eat a dick titus words cannot describe the frustration i have but it's also my first jrpg so i guess it's more like an induction to the genre what game has made you feel that way keep up the great work i really enjoy your content and appreciate what you do i will leave you with this <clears throat> 
Aurora Borealis. At this time of day, in this, at this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, located or localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. May I see it? No. Uh, Shadow, if you don't get that reference, I'm kind of disappointed in you. Okay, so to answer your question, should you play Final Fantasy VII Remake or Final Fantasy IX? If you've not played the original Final Fantasy VII, I really, really suggest you play it before you play Final Fantasy VII Remake. It'll hit so much harder. Uh, if you're trying to choose between the original Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy IX, I recommend Final Fantasy IX. So, I hope, yeah. I, I think IX is better than seven. I love Remake, but Remake hits twice as hard if you've played the original. So I would go in that order. And uh, yeah, to be honest with you, like not so much that I got soft locked in over what you're talking about, because I'm honestly not entirely sure what you're talking about. One of the reasons I don't love JRPGs that aren't ones that I grew up playing is because I always feel like I'm missing out on everything. And the only way I can find everything is to Google it and look it all up. And I just don't want to do that. And so I very rarely go looking for like all the weapons or all the spells or the summons or whatever. I just don't have the patience to fuck. Like, dude, if I hadn't made, so I got my mom to print me off a walkthrough for Final Fantasy seven back in the, when it came out back in the day at, at her job. And she came home and was pissed. Cause she's like, I didn't know it was gonna be like a thousand pages. She brought home like a binder of it. And luckily her boss was cool and didn't get mad at her. Uh, without that, I never would have got like Knights of the round and everything. And I've still never beaten the weapons. Cause I just don't have the patience for that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, I can't think of a specific example, but, uh, it is one of the reasons I don't love JRPGs. I just don't have the patience to go looking for everything. So I get it. I get it, Wilma. And yeah, Titus does suck. Uh, and then, okay, let's, we gotta, we gotta get this thing wrapped up. Daft Bell just said, hello, Adam. I just want to say, I'm so excited for Purple Monkey Dishwasher. I hope you review my favorite episode, The Springfield Files. Anyway, in January, you said you would go a month without the Mary Jane. While I do not consume this, I have two daily necessities and they're both are coffee and soda. And I want to cut down on the latter, but it is so good. I love that sweet, soft drink during a hot meal. Any tips to cut down on these soft addictions? Uh, so for what it's worth, I, I failed miserably at my resolution to give up weed. I'm trying again here in March. Because I just have such a bad habit of not being able to give up weed. Uh, I actually gave up, we call it pop here in, at least I call it pop, uh, here in Canada, soda, whatever you want to call it. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to drink about a case a day, case every two days. I would drink six, seven, eight cans a day easily. I just kept them in my room. I always had a case like right beside my bed when I woke up like, and I would crush a pop. And I just quit it, cold turkey, and it sucked. I went through like a two, three week phase where I was just exhausted and I always wanted one and I had bad headaches. And it was a brutal, brutal habit that I'm glad I gave up. And now I very rarely drink pop because it just upsets my stomach uh, when I do. If you want a tip on cutting it down, uh, try drinking like soda water. I love club soda just on the rocks. It's uh, so refreshing. Try that. Try getting a soda stream where you can put like the flavoring in it, put some lemon in it or something like that. You know, just to give yourself that bubbly uh, change without all the sugar and stuff like that in it. And then the other thing I do, and I, and I do this whenever I try to quit something, is I keep track of how many days I lasted. And then when I inevitably relapse or whatever you want to call it and go back and fall off the wagon and, and smoke pot again or drink pop again or whatever, then I know I just have to go one day longer than I did the last time. So if I made it four days and then I slipped up, then I don't get mad at myself. I'm like, I just I have to go five days. And then if I slip up, I got to go six days and then so on. And then after a while, it gets so long that you just don't want it anymore. So I hope that helps. Uh, sorry, these have been long-winded answers. I just feel like talking today. So we have one. Good luck, by the way, Daft. Good luck. We have one question left, which means it's letter time. It's letter time. Astro Alpica wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, it's been a while since this old Alpica wrote in. After watching the preview for the next courses in Mario Kart, I couldn't help thinking that this rehash of old courses are good, but it makes me think some of these beloved franchises may be running out of ideas. Do you think Nintendo will ever lay off any of their biggest fran- or lay off any... 
what? Do you think Nintendo will ever lay, oh, lay any of their biggest franchises to rest? Pardon me. I love Mario and Zelda, but I fear it's only a matter of time until they end up like modern Simpsons episodes. Looks just as good, but an empty shell of what it once was. I would argue the modern Simpsons episodes don't look as good as they did in the 90s either. Uh, no, to be honest with you, just no, I don't. I don't think they will. Uh, I understand what you're saying. I think it's a legitimate concern, but I don't think Xbox ever completely walks away from Halo or Gears. I don't think PlayStation... Uh, PlayStation is maybe the one that's a little hard because they've had some big IPs like that they have, like Uncharted, they walked away. God knows what they're going to do with The Last of Us. They gave up Crash Bandicoot. Like, they've had some franchises they have walked away from. But for, like... I I've always said that my, my big... To me, the biggest strength PlayStation has is that they're not reliant on one-on-two IPs. They have a lot of great IPs. Xbox, and I like Xbox, but Xbox is reliant as fuck on Halo and Gears. And to a lesser extent, Forza. And Nintendo has tons of great IPs, and a lot of them have died. But they, we all know, like, we've how many Pokemons have we got in this generation? Like, eight? And then there's always going to be Mario. There's always going to be Zelda. There's always going to be Mario Karts. I don't think they'll ever get away from them. They just make too much money. Um, I think the only way they ever stop making Mario games is if Mario stops selling. And I'm biased because I'm a homer, but I just don't think Mario ever stops selling. I, I just... They're just too iconic of franchises. So, uh, I, I get what you're... Listen, if you told me... And okay, because okay, here's the thing. This is what I thought of when I put this question into the comments. So say Nintendo announces the the Switch Pro or whatever their next system is, the, the Super Switch, whatever their next console is. And they're like, we're bringing back F-Zero. We're bringing back Star Fox. You're getting a new punch out. And for the first time ever, no Zelda. For, for the first time ever, no Mario. People would lose their minds. It's just I like the, the back, like it's at the end of the day, they're a business that wants to make money. And I'm and I I guarantee you the reason we I want a new F Zero so fucking bad. The reason we haven't gotten a new F Zero, a new Punch Out, a new Star Fox is because they just don't sell like Mario does, like Mario Kart, like Pokemon, like Zelda. They I I'm I'm I'll bet anything I've got. That's why they're not making them because they just you know it's like it's still gonna cost us. And I'm using a round number that means nothing. It's gonna cost us a hundred million dollars to make the new Star Fox or to make the new Mario. But we're going to sell 5 million Star Foxes. We're going to sell 15 million Marios. Do you know what? Like, I just don't think they'll ever get away. I, I wouldn't even be opposed to that. I'm not even that big a Zelda fan. I like Zelda just fine. But I would love a new Star Fox. Well, not a new Star Fox. I would love a new F-Zero and a new Punch-Out in exchange for a Zelda. But this is never going to happen. So I, I understand what you're saying, Astro. I just don't think they will. I think that there's just too much money on the line. I don't think they'll ever get away from them. And to be honest, I don't think Mario and Zelda have jumped the shark yet. I love those games. I think Pokemon, I haven't played the newest one, but I think they've they've pushed the limits of what they can, how much Pokemon we can digest in one generation, this generation. But no, I, I don't think they'll ever get away from the heavy hitters. Uh, thank you, Astro, for writing in. Thanks, everybody, for a pretty long-winded blowing in the cartridge. We're going to speed shit up. A I don't know why I feel this pressure to speed shit up. It's my fucking podcast. You know what? I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and just let this simmer. I can take as long as I fucking, why do I? No, you know what? It's my goddamn show. We gotta, we do have to get to the rest of the segment. So uh, let's switch things up and let's get to our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third game is erased from time forever. And this week we decided to change things up. There's still no wrong answers, but there is a right one. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. But we're going to go with a franchise edition. I went with three of EA's biggest franchises as we're talking Tiger Woods Golf. We've got Madden. 
NHL or Chell, as you kids call it, and FIFA. And so you're going to play one franchise as it exists, remake one series however you want, and erase one series forever. And 41% said they would play NHL, remake Madden, and erase FIFA. And I'm assuming that's partially at least because my audience is primarily North American. Uh, but let's see what a few of you had to say here that I'll tell you what the right answers was. We had 100 comments this week. Which, I don't know if that's a play one, remake one, erase one record, but it's fucking close. We had a lot of comments. So let's flip, 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 let's flip through a few of them here. Blah, blah, blah. Easy for me to say. Slithis the God said, play NHL because they're currently the most playable of the modern EA sports games. Remake Madden because they used to be so fun. Just give me early 2000s gameplay with current graphics and rosters. And then lastly, erase FIFA because I'm a fat, artery-clogged American, so I know fuck all about soccer so their game can go fuck off. And there was a lot of people that wrote in just saying like, ah, soccer sucks and I don't care about it. And so they want to erase it. And I, I like the honesty. That made me chuckle, Slithis. Well done. Bort, this is interesting. Bort wrote in and Bort put me on double secret probation. And some of you have done this in the past and you've not had valid arguments. Bort's got a semi-valid argument here. Listen to this. <clears throat> Bort wrote in and said, you broke your own rules. All of these have already been remade so many multiple times. You can't erase them because these sports leagues are too strong to be eradicated. The only choice is to play them and submit to EA. Double secret probation for you, Adam. I disagree on the not being able to erase them because FIFA just got wiped off the face of the planet. And now it's just EA Sports... FC or whatever the fuck it's called. But you are right, because I think the big argument against EA Sports games is that they re-release the same game every year, which counts kind of as remaking them multiple times. And you're right, they do do them. So I will I will accept a single secret probation for myself for that board. Best argument I've heard to put me on double secret probation in quite a while. Uh, big Papa Grimace said, play NHL. Hockey games are always fun and simple. Nothing needs to be added. Plus, checking someone at center ice and just skating away makes you feel like a badass. Remake FIFA. The fields are too big. The pace is too slow. Make it more fast-paced arcade style with over-the-top antics and animations. And then erase Madden because Tecmo Super Bowl is a superior football game and with Madden gone, maybe we'd somehow get some new Blitz or NFL Street games. I like your logic all around, but I can just hear all the soccer, football, whatever you want to call them, fans out there, losing their minds over the idea that the fields are too big and the pace is too slow. I don't disagree with you, so I don't watch soccer, but I can just hear them losing their minds. Don't yell at me. Yell at Big Papa Grimace. You can email him at mcdonalds at hotmail.com. Rush's dog walker said, play FIFA because the game is going to end up nil-nil anyway, so I can just walk off and grab a beer while it's running. Remake NHL because it's already a remake of soccer and football, but on ice. And erase Madden so we can have more Blitz games. So that's another Blitz chalk. And another shot at poor soccer i hey i'm not the <laughs> i'm not the one taking all these shots in soccer these are the listeners good day wrote in and said play nhl 94 was great and they've only gotten better since i would adamantly disagree that they've gotten better but i i like the sentiment uh remake madden bring back the practice drills and then erase fifa it's soccer nobody will care if soccer gets erased i do not yell at me for this all right i just picked some and these were some of the nicer comments about soccer so don't fucking get mad at me uh, it's it's bad radio, but I'm actually going to agree with the majority of you this week, the 41%, including Marty Sofly, who wrote in and said, play NHL because occasionally a game breaks out in a fight and it's that's hilarious. Remake Madden, leaning right into the arcade style that Gridiron suits best. Add some Mario Strikers type items and power-ups and some goofy shit in there for the laughs. Erase FIFA because other than the main menu music of FIFA 08, the franchise is little more than a boring microtransaction riddled mess. I will agree it's microtransaction riddled as fuck. 
But uh, all right, I, I have the same logic or the same order, different logic. I'm gonna play NHL because I haven't played one in a while, but they were always fun. Even even NHLs that I haven't loved, I haven't hated. As long as a goalie isn't fucking me over, uh, the NHL games are a good time. And I'm gonna remake Madden because I used to love them, and now I can't stand them, so I just make them fun again. And I'm gonna race FIFA because yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just not a soccer guy. I would use that money, I would use the like hundreds of millions of dollars they spend on FIFA to relaunch Mega Man Soccer. That's what I would do. Thank you, everybody, for writing in, as always. Uh, what have I been playing? And then we're getting to Tiger Woods Golf. We're going to talk about all that in just a quick second after I pause for a word from one of our sponsors. What have I been playing over the past week? Honestly, not very much. I've been pretty busy with stand-up and stuff. But I have, I have started Banjo-Tooie, working on that for the podcast. Uh, I'm playing Hi-Fi Rush on my Xbox, really enjoying it. I think I'll be ready to review that on Expansion Pass next week. And then out of nowhere, I was planning to start Fire Emblem Engage but for whatever reason, I was playing with my Steam Deck and I was playing with the Xbox Cloud Gaming and I saw Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and started playing it. And I don't know if I'm going to play it all the way through. I haven't decided if I like it or not. It's a cool game. I just am not very good at those types of games, but it seems like a really neat game. And I'm interested in the new one, so I might play it. But mostly Banjo-Tooie and Hi-Fi Rush is what I've been up to over the last week, all right? Let's talk Tiger Woods. That's why you're all here. Uh, as always, I like to give our listeners a chance to sound off before my guests and I hog the mic. We had over almost 50 comments here this week. So sports games fans came out in droves this week, which warms my heart. Broad Street Bully said, these games were unbelievably good, peaking with 2005, in my opinion. It was so much more than just a golf game. I feel bad for those that wrote it off because it was golf. I have fond memories of those crazy claw-like hand positions we did so you could get the boost and the spin going. Everyone had their own touch on that. Great effing game. I agree. I started playing Tiger Woods around then, too. And I had never touched one either because I don't like real-life golf. And they were so much fun. Uh, Rob Mason said, One of the few games my dad and I played as a 12 to 15-year-old for my PS2. We had career modes. We'd play tournaments. My dad would have a beer. I would drink a Coke. Many great memories of this and SOCOM Navy SEALs online with my dad. That warms. I wish my dad would play video games with me. But he won't play it with me unless he can beat me. And he can't beat me at any video game. So he just beat me. Uh, Zacharath wrote in and said, I played this a lot with my dad as a kid. I still remember when we played, I'd get so mad at how good he was that I would take the mouse pull back and push forward as fast as I can to make the game go faster, and he would still kick my ass. As an adult now, I love these games, but when my kids see them, they question why I'm playing a stupid sports game. Also, I can now kick my dad's ass at any video game. That's part of getting older. You can beat your dad at stuff. Uh, Brian McKay said, I want to say I had, a 2000, I had 2004 on my GameCube, and this game consumed a year of my life in the best possible way. Playing solo to increase my stats and get better gear, taking my Wavebird and memory card to friends' places to play against them, knowing when to use that Tiger Vision to drop impossible putts. I know it's basically cheating, but we play to win. I got to go dig out my old copy now and restart a career with another impossibly task and skinny player with the most awkward swing imaginable. Yes, I love how, like, so many people wrote in and especially that 2003 to 2006 era was when everyone was writing in losing their shit about these one more and it's same era gamer 2007 said oh yes i want to say this is the franchise that took my love for the real life game to another level i remember 05 through 08 being a college student playing this at my brother's house on the regular while the mid-air spin control was odd there was nothing that encapsulates the real sport excitement as when the screen would slow and the heartbeat sound would thump hours of good times that honestly i have yet to feel duplicated in the newer games i agree dude i've said it before this is one of those franchises that like, I could probably speak another language if I spent the amount of time trying to learn it as I did playing these games. I fucking love the Tiger Woods games. This is one of the longest intros we've ever had, but it was fucking worth it because I goddamn well love Tiger Woods games, and it's time to talk about them with my buddy Brad. We are going to queue up some music. 
And when it stops, we're going to talk about the Tiger Woods PGA Tour games, which launched as PGA Tour Golf in 1990. And it's Tiger Woods PGA Tour Golf on the PlayStation on October 31st, 1998. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. All right, so uh, joining me via the blank phone this week is a very good friend of mine. It's been a while since I had you on. And you know what's funny? Okay, so it's my buddy Brad, and I'm going to ask you how you're doing, you man, my man. But I want to just say, it feels like the last few times you've been on the show, you've had to talk about crappy games. And so it's fun that you're finally on the show for a good game again, or a good franchise, I should say. So it's my buddy Brad, and we're talking the Tiger Woods games. Brad, how are you, my man? I am good. It's good to hear from you generally, I guess, most of the time. But uh, no, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, no, I went on a streak of really, really good games. And then Shaq Fu and what was that other piece we of shit? We did Skate or Die. Oh, and God. And we did fucking. Yeah. There's another one we did that fucking sucked too. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, you, yeah you, you've had some shit games. Yeah, uh, no, I've had a, I've had a few shit games. Um no, it's uh, it's good to be back. First off, I wanted to because we haven't spoken in a while. Congrats on all the money you raised. I oh, know that's thanks, uh, that's a long that's a long day for you to put in, and I tuned in a couple of times, and you looked you looked tired, bro. I was dying. You... Twenty four hours at at thirty nine years old is a long fucking yeah, time. I was. Dying. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't even want to know. But uh, congrats again. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to be back, and we're talking about something that is, it it's. Again, it's it's revolutionary, and you know, uh, and I'll get into it. I'll get into it with you. But uh, there's, th- we're talking about a game that made people, but like golf. Yeah, that's okay. It. It's the easiest statement right there. And that's right? what's so, so fucked up. Okay, so a couple of quick things, just in case I didn't say this during the intro. Number one, we're not talking one particular Tiger Woods game because they really do kind of bleed together. We're just talking about the series. Uh, there's going to be major spoilers for all the story. <laughs> There's no story. I know that's the joke. Um, you know what's wild is that you and I are both very vocal in our disdain for electronic arts. And so I find it interesting that to end your bad game streak on the show, we're talking about a franchise from electronic arts. Yeah. Like, if yeah. anything, that shows just... I don't know if that shows how far EA has fallen from grace or I don't know if it shows just how goddamn spectacular these games are. Because you're right, it's... and you said it, and that's where I wanted to go. There's a big, big, big portion of society out there that thinks watching golf is boring. I love watching golf. But a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, watching golf is boring. It's a boring game. It's a boring sport. Blah, 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 blah. But these games, dude, the Tiger Woods games are... I don't give a fuck, and some people will argue with me, and I don't care. The, to me, these are on par with, like, the Tony Hawk games. Oh, wow. And, like, the NFL 2Ks. And, like, yeah. this is one of the most iconic sports game franchises of all time. And you're right. They yeah. made people care about golf somehow. It's insane. So, this is, so to, to give you a comparison, I think that is fair. When you just talk about quickly, I just want to mention this. We've been lucky in our lives uh, in the sense of uh, how uh, I'm just going to say that I'm old. 
I lived through the Michael Jordan era. I'm a huge Bulls fan, everything like that. There's certain athletes that you put into that echelon. And I'm telling you this right now, I didn't give a shit about golf growing up until I met a buddy of mine in uh, high school. And he said, Hey man, you got to check out this golfer, Tiger Woods. I'm like, I, who the, who are you talking about? Yeah. And he made me like, I would be over at his house on a Saturday and we'd start watching this. And I started watching golf because of Tiger Woods, because the way, because he evolutionized again, it was a, during a time period where yes, cell phones and stuff existed, but we weren't watching it on our phones. You had to sit and watch TV. Yeah. It sounds really, it sounds like it was a hundred years ago, but it's not. And this athlete made this sport relevant again because of the way he dominated because of the color of his skin, because of who he was. And when the game came out, it changed. It, it, It literally said, Oh, Tiger Woods, EA sports. Wait, what? Yeah. And I remember day one, we had it. I didn't own it. My buddy did, but we were there every weekend. Yeah, man. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was it like I cannot tell you the amount of hours that I can name off buddies of mine right now that the amount of hours we put in before going to the bar. Oh, buddy. With that yeah. first, with that first Tiger Woods game, and that was when we were still doing the. It, we'll get into it because it it changed drastically as we. I'll say one word: analog. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll, that and yeah. kicked in. Yeah. Oh my God! I but just, yes, yes, but phenomenal game from a time period when you saw the athlete and then you saw it on the box, you bought it. Yeah, that was it. And I don't want to. I have to get it. Yeah, I don't want to get like. I promise for all of you that are listening, like it is not a sports podcast, like it is a gaming podcast, and so we we are going to spend a majority of this this episode talking about the, the games. But I'm assuming if you're listening to this episode, you at least have a passing interest in Tiger Woods or golf or whatever. Let me just say, first of all, same thing. I never gave a shit about golf until Tiger Woods. Um, I vividly remember, I, I want to say it was the U.S. Open that he won on one knee. And uh, yeah. I remember watching that the Sunday. We were playing poker at my house and watching this Sunday round. And just, I was enthralled by it. And I, I've been a... I've said it many times. I understand that the guy is kind of a piece of shit. He's got a pretty bad reputation. I get it. But Tiger Woods will always be one of my absolute favorite athletes of all time. Like, I love the guy. And I was saying to Shaylee before you and I started recording this podcast, she's a huge baseball fan. She knows more about baseball than me, but she doesn't really watch any other sports other than tennis. And I said, do you know who John Madden is? And she said, the football guy. And I said, do you know, like, who he is? And she's like, no, I just know about the video games. And right. and what is so to me that's one of the reasons people love these games so much. If they had just released mm-hmm. EA Sports PGA Tour 2005 instead of EA Sports or you know Tiger Woods Golf 2005, it wouldn't have had a fraction of the success. And I and I know I'm Canadian, so I shouldn't speak to how the world, particularly the Americans, listen to this because that's a big part of our listenership. I don't know. I'm assuming most people in the U.S. know who John Madden is, but and I mean this with the utmost respect to John Madden, rest in peace, like a legend. Tiger Woods is just like to me that like you said that's a name that's on par with with Michael Jordan, with LeBron yeah. James, with Wayne yes. Gretzky, with Tom Brady, like just the like game, with Roger Federer, like just those names that game, like everybody knows. And the difference it, the difference is Madden was the title of a really good game. 
Yeah. Tiger made the game. Exactly. Yeah. Tiger exactly. yeah, you're made right. you, exactly. like, you know, you know what I yeah. mean? Like Tiger yeah. made the game. I think <laughs> like if the, yeah. if the Madden games had never been called Madden and they'd just been like NFL 2003, 2004, 2005, whatever. We would have bought it. People will sort of bought it. Cause it's the NFL. Whereas I don't think, I think that people like people didn't buy these. Like, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like I've been playing the Tiger Woods games for a long time. I don't know if I've ever actually played as Tiger Woods. Like, I don't buy them to play as Tiger Woods, but it's the fact that his name is on it is what makes them, like, everybody knows who Tiger Woods is. And so it just just puts that front and center back in your mind. And to me, that's the perfect formula for these games. I used to be a huge sports game player. I don't play a lot of them anymore because they're just such time sinks, but I used to love them. And I love MLB The Show. And I love the Tiger Woods games. And this is one of those games where I'm like, you took a you took a sport like golf that people that don't play it think is boring and kind of lame and everything like that and found a way to make it almost mainstream where like everybody played these games. Like everybody knew the Tiger Woods golf games. And it's like, how did you take arguably the most boring sport and make it into arguably the most successful sports franchise? And it's yeah. like, it's it's because you put Tiger Woods on the cover and then you combined it with great games, which you mentioned the analog and stuff and we're going to get into. But I just, I just, like these games are, I don't, and that's why I compare them to the Tony Hawk games. Because I'm like, I never cared yeah. about skateboarding, but I knew who Tony Hawk was. And then he mm-hmm. got me looking at those games and then I started playing them. I'm like, you took a name that everybody knows and then put it on top of a game that's super fun to play. And that's the name gets people to try it. And then the fun gameplay gets people to stick around. And Tiger Woods did the exact same thing with these games. Like they were yeah, the perfect and, storm. And, and, it, and it's one of those things, like, like you mentioned, you just, again, Tiger Woods. I, I remember actually in the nineties renting like 95 PGA Tour Golf sure. from Electronic Arts for the Sega Genesis. And it was fun. It was hard as shit. But I was like, I want to try something different. My brother and I rented golf and we rented it for, you know, Blockbuster, Rogers, three days. Yeah. Took it back. Did we rent it again? No. Yeah. Like, they, like there, there isn't a lot to it. Yeah. But when you started playing these games and then just learning like, I, I remember my buddies sitting there and I started playing it and they were like, no, you got to fade it. Like, just just the detail that they would go into. Try this. Try this. These games had a lot to it. Yeah. It had a lot. There was a lot of meat to these games to learn to play. Yeah. And then we'll get into later on versions. But that's that's a different story. It's like, it, it was just a really fun time. Well, like, I think... it, like, it was a really good time. I like the, And again, the hatred that you and I both have for EA... I, I will always give them the points they deserve. Absolutely. Until they yeah. until they fuck it up. Until they fuck it up. Which they have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, until they fuck it up. Absolutely. But one, there, one there was I, a lot of meat. Yeah. Yeah. One point I was going to make is that, and I hate to keep comparing these to Tony Hawk games, but like, like I, I, I've i played Madden. I've played FIFA. I play MLB The Show. I played, you know, NHL games, obviously, and stuff like that. But the thing is, is like, I'm not I'm not a great athlete, but like, I can play hockey. You know, I can throw a baseball around. I can I can't really even make a layup in bat. I'm really bad at basketball. But no, like I, I can want, I don't ever want to see that. I would no, never it's want terrible. to see you with the basketball. But I can like I can like semi competently play some sports. But like I can golf. barely I can barely stand on a skateboard and it takes me about four swings to make contact with a golf ball. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that make these games so appealing to people is that you you're taking 
something like like skateboarding or something like golf that is an individual sport that is so hard to do and they're making it accessible yeah. to every like you can you're like dude if i go out and play a round of golf i'm gonna shoot 140 but i can yes. sit down and play tiger woods and hold my and own 14 under yeah and put back yeah. and stage <laughs> yeah. shots and, yeah, and I agree they, with you. they they're so good at making this thing that that seems impossible totally accessible to everybody and video games aren't yeah. escape and these games do it so so fucking well um yeah and then the other thing i wanted to quickly bring up because you mentioned you know ea is that i don't i don't know the whole story of how the tiger woods game stopped after 14 i don't know if it was because their deal with tiger ran out and that was after everybody knew that he was a whore and and all that i don't know but like for a long time these games were selling like gangbusters and until the last few, and I'm, we're not going to cover every game individually, but we are going to kind of work our way through the series as a whole. The last few, they really did start to load them up with DLC and courses locked behind paywalls. And they started to do mm-hmm. the EA thing that everybody knows fucking mm-hmm. EA does. But for a long time, dude, like in the GameCube PS2 Xbox era, especially these games were like, you just buy it and you got a fucking phenomenal golf game. Just, Oh, you got hours. You got hours. hours. You put and, hours oh in. My God. The mul- and again, decision. multiplayer, come on. You're handing yeah. over your buddy. You're handing a controller over. We used to make up like games in the sense that like, uh, like we'd be in teams of two using one golfer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just doing like, okay, everybody has to shoot whatever. And like drinking would obviously be involved. And um, it, it, it was just, a you figured out new ways to play the game too. In the yeah. sense of like, it wasn't just the modes that were in there. But then there was the also the just the ability to come up with your own version. Come yeah, up dude. With your own oh, play. The, the, and the, golf the... golf is a golf is very good at that. Oh, it's... a golf a very good golf game can can make you like get longevity out of it even more. Yeah, it's limitless. And you know what's interesting to me about golf video games? Because like I've had a lot of people ask me, "Are you ever going to cover like the Hot Shots golf games?" And yes, we will. Uh, I like those games a lot. Is I I I love golf video games. Like I play so many golf video games. I have PGA Tour, two K twenty three. I love it. Can't wait for the new EA one because it's got all the majors in it again. I love Mm. it. But you know what's Mm. fascinating to me about golf games is maybe more so than I'm not gonna like. Listen, I understand there are like arcade versions of other sports and then simulationy version of other sports. But I feel like golf maybe more than any other sport has really done a great job of like you've got the the Mario golfs. And the Hot Shots golfs, which are great games, but they go to the more arcadey, two or three button tap, tap, tap. Yes. Have yes. fun, use items, be zany, crazy courses. They're fun games. But then you've also got these like super hard. Like, I love my golf games as hardcore and difficult and realistic as humanly possible. And I didn't like it back in like 05, 06, 07, 08. Like, those were when I was playing the Tiger Woods games and I was putting up scores of like 40 below. Like, I'm sure so many other people did it. We'll get into that. And that was fun. But now they've gotten so simulation y. And I love that golf has found a way to split into it, it, it can totally appeal to two different markets with the arcade ones and the simulation ones. And they both work really, really well. Um, 100%. That I can't remember the title, Adam. Remind me the one that they bought from two, 2K bought. Um, oh, the golf club. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A friend of mine let me know about this and he said, Hey, cause I will get into tiger because to me, we'll get into why I I'm saying this now in a bit, but I always wanted a game that was more realistic. Yeah. Me too. I wanted to learn the sport of golf too. Like I not learn the sport. I know it's a video game, 
but I wanted to be challenged more because I think Tiger lost its way. We'll get into that later. Yeah. But it was so fun to pick up that game. It was kind of broken the first version, but I could see the future. Yeah. I haven't played the new 2K. I'm going to wait a little bit because I want to see the EA one too. I, you and I have had that conversation. Yeah, that's a different, that's a different story. But I, I agree with you that you do cover all your bases. Like Mario Golf, I again, hours put in on the 64 on totally. that game because it was so fun. But then when Tiger came out, it was like, okay, wait, I can be the real golfer and it's more realistic. Holy shit. Yeah, now and I think and now I think, we're talking. Yeah, and I think golf games are in a good spot because I think, like, listen, one of the points I wanted to bring up is that uh, pretty well everybody, not quite everybody. I don't, I don't like to say everybody because when I do, sure as fuck, someone sends me the like, oh, well, I don't feel that way message. So I'm not going to say everybody, well, but a, but yes. a, but a fucking gargantuous majority of the sports gamers out there wish that get, franchises would get away from the annualized releases and take your time and clean it up. Yes. Don't just give us the same game every year. Yes. And I get it. I feel that way just like everybody else does. But for some reason, dude, golf is one of those games where even when they were annualized, I never heard those complaints. You know what I mean? Like people were like, That's I don't want to buy, true. I don't want to buy NHL 12 because it's just NHL 11 with a better roster. But for some reason, the golf games weren't. And I think part of the reason it works so well for golf games is because you don't, there's so few things to, like, like when you're developing like a football game, you need to worry about how these, all these like 20 plus players run around artificially. How do you yeah, make more animations and receptions? Yeah, and there's so many variables that go into the game. Same with hockey and collision detection and stuff. And I think that's why, because to me, the two gold standards for sports games for the longest time have been MLB, the show. And then they were the tiger woods games. And neither one has a lot of focus on collision detection and randomization yes. and stuff. It's all 100%. about, baseball is just about creating the most simulation baseball game you can. And golf is all about just making sure the physics of the ball and the course and the wind and all that work. And I'm not saying that's an easy thing by any, I can barely make, I'm surprised that I can make an audio file that everyone in the world can hear. So I'm not saying that making a video game is easy. That is true. I agree with you on that. Just so you know. Right. Exactly. But they don't have to worry about all the variables. They just have to worry about making a golf game fun. And so every year when they're releasing the next tiger woods games, like, I know they would put some weird career modes in there where you could do different things and stuff like that. But at the core of the game, they had 12 months to basically clean up the graphics, add a few new golfers from the PGA roster, maybe throw a couple new courses in there, and then just clean up the physics of the game every single year. Yeah. There was so much less time. And I and I'm I think that was a big, big benefit to it. Because I'll tell you, Brad... I used to buy every NHL and then I went to an NHL every couple years and then I just kind of stopped mm -hmm. buying them. I bought yeah. Tiger Woods every 12 months, every yeah, 12 yeah. months. And I knew I was buying 75% the same game, but there was something about it. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Why. Uh, I, 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 I can, I, I've got a buddy. I'm going to throw out his name right now. Trevor Ruptash. Every year he was, a, he was a few years older than us. He would literally go to work and leave at like 11 a.m. I'm going for early lunch. Go pick up Tiger and would not show up back yeah. that day the, because the, he would uh. go home and start firing it up, or he'd show up at a buddy's house for with a flat of beer. Yeah, firing up Tiger, saying, "Get out of school, yeah. <laughs> get over here. Tiger's out tomorrow. We're doing this all weekend." And the game itself, you are correct, was always it was always steady. They yeah. kept it steady every single year, and they 
it, it was the EA way where they were like, okay, we've got the path now. And they'd keep going down the path and then there would be a little bit of a swerve and then they just, you know. Like it's weird EA because way. like like some games like Madden, like I haven't played Madden in years, but I see the complaints every year. And like it almost oh, feels yeah. it almost feels like the gameplay is getting worse. Yes, Whereas like yes, with Tiger yes. Woods, it never like I'll be honest with you, dude. Like I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit of a homer for the Tiger Woods games. Like I really love this franchise. But like the only thing I ever felt was a step back in this franchise was that they started to put courses behind paywalls and stuff. But like I never felt like the gameplay was um, getting worse. The graphics were always getting better. And I'm not usually a yeah. graphics guy. It's so weird to say because 99% of the time I'm not a graphic. I don't really care what a game looks like. Just make it fun. And then if it looks nice, that's a bonus. But there, I don't know. Maybe it's because you're outside and it's just the improved graphics uh, made the game better. Like I looked forward to the better graphics every year. Yeah. The grass think, and the trees and every the water. It just looks so... It's so relaxing, you know? I yeah, mean, the insane thing, too, is just in regards to the golf game itself, like you mentioned, where if they could have just called it PGA Tour Golf, how many would have sold? During the time that Tiger took over, it was a $770 million game. Oh, it's huge. They made so much money. And I'm sorry, but that was a lot because of him. Oh, 95% dude. of that money made was because of what... He did. Now, don't get me wrong. When they developed that game and they were hitting their stride and they they introduced when, you know, the PlayStation came out and they said, okay, wait a minute. The analog? Yeah. That moment, I guarantee, into the stratosphere, the money just went through the roof. Because totally. that's the moment it said, now we're going to challenge you. Yeah. Now we're going to say to you, we're going to make this as real as possible with your hands yeah. in the sense of golfing. Because... At that moment, when that got introduced, I guarantee their sales after that game came out because now you had to learn. Yeah. And you like if you if you if you swerved that stick a little bit, bye. Totally. Yeah. And like, we'll, you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could. And, we'll, and then the mental game began. Just the, that's just, when the golf game, like you're starting to sweat because you're like, I got to get out of the oh, rough yeah. now, get it back on the just, fairway. Because your buddies are sitting there yelling at you. Yeah, I want to. We'll get it. We'll get. I want to get into the improvements and stuff in the gameplay in just a minute. Because sure. I agree, that's a big like. That's at the end of the day, they can look nice and they can include lots of golfers and Tiger Woods can be on the cover. But if it plays like shit, none of it matters. Uh, yep. I agree with that, and it plays great. But I just wanted to bring it back to your point really quickly, and then and then we'll take a quick break, and then and then we'll get into the controls and how the games actually play. Because we spent basically twenty two minutes just sucking the Tiger Woods dick here and talk about what a big deal he is. But you're right. Him being on the cover really mattered. And you know what the proof is of that? EA released Rory McIlroy golf a few years ago. And specifically, and I like Rory McIlroy. And they specifically yeah. said, we're not releasing one every year. We're going to update this one. It's exactly what everybody's been asking for. And the gameplay itself was all right, but it just flopped. And the, and the golf club games, I played golf club 2019 for years and loved it. One of the best simulation yeah. golf games I've ever played in my life. But the simple fact remains that it didn't have Tiger Woods on the cover and people just didn't. Tiger sold copies of this game. WWF No Mercy, for my money, is still the greatest pro wrestling game of all time. And part of that's yeah. because it's fun. But part of that's because you took arguably the greatest era in pro wrestling history and put it into that video game. Just like yeah. you took tiger woods and put him on the cover of the like it, it can't be understated dude if the tony hawk pro skater bit games had just been skateboarding or, sk or, or skate or die they, skate or die they would have skate the skate games like they just wouldn't have sold as well you need that no, you need that name it, recognition on the cover and 
And I think, and I'm not discounting anybody in golf right now. I think golf is wonderful. I think it's a beautiful sport, but they don't have, they don't have a tiger right now. And 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 I'm not, and I'm not, and and that's not a shot at them. That's because the sport is like, it's evolution, right? Like everybody's very, very good. Everybody, like every other week, somebody new is winning, Yeah. but there's nothing, come on, there's nothing better in, especially a sport like that. When one guy walks onto a course and he fucks with you Oh, dude. because that's, that's where he was. I'm very interested to see what happens. And that's where the game and that's why. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with EA's new golf game because they have all the majors back, which to a diehard yeah. longtime fan like me, I'm like, fucking A. Like, I'm so excited for that game. But Tiger's not there. And I and I don't give a fuck. I will, I will bet money right now that even if that game reviews it with, like, perfect tens and everyone's like, this is the greatest golf video game ever made, it will not sell as well as the games did back in the Tiger Woods era. It just won't because yeah. Tiger moves the needle. And I just, it can't 100%. be understated. So it was the perfect storm. And then to top it all off, not only was the window dressing and everything great, the package inside that little cart, that case was just as good. We're going to talk about the gameplay and some of our favorite moments and career modes and shit like that from golf and or Tiger Woods games. In just a minute, I am going to pause for a quick word from one of our sponsors. Okay, so we've talked about the cover athlete. We've talked about the window dressing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we should probably talk about the video game, like, and actually how it plays. And, dude, we have to start there because you mentioned it. I don't – do not – there's a reason we're covering the whole franchise and not individual Tiger Woods games because I can't always tell which one was which and tell them all apart. But I want to yes. say it was around 2003 they introduced the analog stick. And 100%. I got. I've never played a Tiger Woods game without the analog, but I played a lot of the old Mario golf's and Hot Shots golf's and those games where it had the classic. I'm sure most people listening to this have played one of those golf games like that, where you tap the button to start the power meter, you tap the button to stop the power meter wherever you want the, your power to be, and then you tap it again as it comes back to the beginning. And the closer you get to the starting point, the more accurate your swing is. And I still enjoy playing golf games like that, but I agree, dude. The first time I tried a Tiger Woods game. I think the first one I played was on the GameCube where I had to pull my analog stick back and then push it forward and it read it kind of like golden tea with the, with the spinning ball. I was like, yeah. this is, this is how golf games are meant to be played. Yes. It is it's so like, revolutionary. Yeah. It's incredible. Yes. And, and, and you wonder too, like his golden tea came around that time. I wonder if they looked at that idea and said, wait, we got these analogs here. Like there's, there's so many different ways you could look at it. Yeah. But 100% you're right in the sense that it's like, you sit there and when you picked up that controller and cause when the PlayStation came out, the analogs were there, but you weren't using them a lot on, on the, then, on the PS one or the PS two PS one. Yeah. Like no, when you yeah. like, like there was a lot of games that didn't really use those yet because they were there and you knew the development over the years was going to start developing that. And yeah. then when, when it got introduced into tiger, I'll never forget that first weekend because you you were I, I was going out, but I don't even think we went out because we were learning the game. We were yeah. too busy. Like it was like, wait, you can hook it? You can go around the trees? What are you talking about? Yeah, swing it this way, swing it that way. And it just changed the game and it just made it harder, but it it was I, I it's it's hard to describe the the, the evolution of that alone because it just made the game so much more fun. Like the three bit, three button system on a golf game was the only way you could do it. I remember that in the Genesis days. Yeah, it's they they used to call it the Madden field goal meter. Like it's just a Madden meter. Yeah, exactly. And it was yeah. like it was it was that simple and easy. And 
and then when you when you introduced the analog, it was just it was such a game changer. And now you're looking at wind. Now you're looking at different oh, things of how to like it. Like when they started implementing that stuff too. Oh man, it it's, was so good. Yeah, it's so funny to say. Like I guess if by some fluke you're listening to this and you've never played one of these golf games. Like to swing your your and we'll get into like the wind and setting like fade and draw and all that, but like at its core, you you set up your shot, you figure out roughly what you want your power and everything to be, and then you take your analog stick and you pull it toward you, which is your backswing, and then you push it up, which is your your follow through your swing, and the the straighter you you pull it back and push it forward, the straighter your swing is, and it seems so stupid to say that that feels realistic because it's not, you know, you're not like. I tried playing Tiger Woods on the Wii and I fucking hated having to actually stand up and swing my Wiimote. Like, I hate that. But there's something about just pulling it back with your thumb. It's just like playing the NHL games. Once they introduced the skill stick where you could stick handle with your analog, like it's game changer. It changes changer. everything. It makes it so, so much better. And it's like yes. when you, when you pull your analog back and then you, and then when you push it up and you really fuck up and you, you know, it slips off your thumb or something and you really hook it to the left and then your golfer just shanks his ball. You're like, I did that. Like that's on me. That was a bad swing yep. on my yep. part. And it's, Again, nothing wrong with the tap, tap, tap. I still think the three-button approach works best for the more arcadey golf games. Yeah. But yeah. when I want to play something hardcore simulation style, dude, I fucking love that pulling it back and flicking it forward. And it's just – and we would all just sit around, and like you said, we would get together and just play these fucking games for hours. And there was something yeah. about it where, like, I'm not going to say they were super easy to learn, and I will. One of my favorite things about these games is as they've gone on, they've gotten much harder. Like a, a, my one minor criticism of some of the classic Tiger Woods games is that they were almost too easy, unless you really ratcheted it up and turned off putt preview. And we'll get into all those settings and stuff like that. But they were accessible enough that everyone, like the first time I picked one up and played it, by the end of the round, I could hold on. I could. I wasn't going to beat my friends, but I could stay in a game with them. And yeah, it just it was, it was so it, enthralling. It was so much better than like. You could tap, 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 and like, you know, be drinking a beer while you're doing it. It's not like that. Pull it back and swing it forward. You need to kind of dial it in and focus for a second. It was really intense. It was awesome. Yeah. It's just such a yeah. such a great idea. Just like it changed was, the franchise. Brilliant. It was. Yeah. It was. It, it really did. And uh, you you nailed it in the sense of being in a group of friends where if you're in teams of two, and you're sitting there strategizing, going, okay you shanked it now we gotta we gotta fix this while your other two buddies are yelling at you going, yeah you guys are done on this whole it it, it literally it, it, it was so much fun and when you did and it, it's one of those games that was so satisfying when you did make that long distance putt or because you did get the right stroke where and i again our, our, my friends would be like just pull it 20% back, 20, just, yeah. just slightly. Yeah. And like, cause I could never read the green, any of that shit like that. And when you knew somebody that could on a video game, yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh yeah. You got to go this way a little bit to 20% to your right. Just bring it back. Just yeah. bring it back. And then, and when you nailed it, it was so satisfying. Yeah. That was the beauty of that game. And then they and implemented it still is today. Yeah, and then oh fuck yeah, dude! Oh, I make a long putt today, and I'm like posting it on social media and stuff. I'm like, look what I and it's like <laughs> in, in reality, I'm like I can't make a five foot putt in real life, but no, I'm like you put me on a, a you put ball. me in a video game, and I'm like thirty foot, no problem. That's I can drain that. Um, and it's not just that analog, like that analog stick, that swing is just so important. But it's not just that. There's so many other things, like stuff like I 
like who didn't play one of these games and have vivid memories of like you 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 hit your shot and then while the ball is in the air you're pulling back on the analog and just mashing the button as hard as you can to put the maximum backspin on that ball or the fade or like the top spin to keep it going and stuff like that and i started to dislike that as i got good at these games because i started to shoot 30 below 40 below and i was like this is now it's getting lame Um, when we got when we got into that's where i think um they got off the path and that was my only issue with the later versions that's when i actually didn't play as much the early versions i loved but the moment they introduced changing the ball's trajectory in the air, I was like, "What?" I didn't hate it because it was still fun because I was playing with my friends and everything like that. We were we were still having a good time. But you're right; is like it just became, I can shoot forty under par, dude. You like, be, it, yeah, you, be, you became a golf like, wizard. Yeah, you can it do was like you want. I, I just guys hammering. The, the the buttons to make that ball turn yeah and like you'd shank it but you'd bring it right back and i'm like what are we like it got to a point where i was like what are we doing yeah like this isn't the fun I, and again i still played it i still had fun but i i just think again as i always will shit on ea they lost their way that i just to it to a degree they lost their way they still it became a group fun game and you could fix things, but it never really like it, it kind of hit the wall to a certain degree see, because now, of that. See now, like I, I don't necessarily totally disagree with you, but like as myself, like I, I would play with my friends, like we'd get together and play poker. And then when you got eliminated from poker, you would go over to the, the couch and we'd either be playing, oh, Mario, we'd either be yeah. playing Mario strikers. We'd be playing NHL or we'd be playing tiger woods and they were all fun. Yep. And what I do like about stuff like the top spin and the backspin and shit is it could kind of level the playing field once you learned how they worked. And if you weren't as good as somebody else, you could still find a way to hang around with stuff like that. But I've always been a big fan. Like my favorite thing with these games is the career modes. I love career mm-hmm. mode. Tiger woods. Oh, 12 was the one I played the most. And that was the first one where they introduced the masters with Augusta and everything. And I would turn that difficulty all the way to the max. I would turn off putt preview. There'd be no mm-hmm. mashing A to put on backspin or forespin and it top spin, pardon me. And it'd be it'd be so hard to win a tournament or to hang around near the top at the highest difficulties. But that was when I really got into like you know, some people give me shit because I don't play the Dark Souls games and stuff like that. I don't like really tough modern games, but I love my golf games as difficult as humanly possible. 100%. And and the games got very good at that. I will say, like, it drives me crazy that so many courses and shit like that. I could give a fuck how many golfers you put behind a paywall because I only want to play as the guy I create anyway. Hold you. Like, that's the only one I want to play as. But I, I want my courses. And I, and I want that robust career mode. And some of these games, like, I know that, like, with every year they tried to put in, like, some random, like, there was one where you could play through classic tournaments from, like, the 1800s right up through to, like, today. And they've done ones where you have to, like, you know, do the greatest moments in Tiger's career and stuff like that. And, like, that kind of stuff is nice. But at the end of the day, I just want a nice, fat career mode and one to play by myself. And that was where, in that, like, 08, 09 era, I loved those games. Like, I loved those games. And we'd play them with my friends. But when I would play them by myself, I would start to lose interest after a while unless I forced myself to not use stuff like putt preview and things because I just found it too simple. Um, yeah, it, 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 the the later versions just I don't want to say it became arcadey, but it did become more arcade than simulation. Mm-hmm. And like you said, but you you still had the option to turn those things off, which was fantastic because if as long like and you said it was such a challenge. And I'm 
I don't want to say I want the fun taken out of the game, but it, yeah, it, it just made it so much easier at those certain points to just change the ball trajectory that I found it to be, it, it lost its luster of those early years, but it, it gained so much graphically. Um, it, the, the gameplay wise was still solid. It was still very, very solid. It's just those little extra features. And it's the EA way that you and I have discussed many times on different podcasts where they say, well, we want the users to, to for them to just be able to pick up and play and make it easy but most of the demographic was saying like every other sports game i don't want it to be easy i want it to be tougher and i'd like give us the option to make it hard but still have fun and they kind of lost their way in that point as they always do yeah my experience with the tiger woods games has been like as i started playing around i don't know five oh six somewhere in there uh they just went from like a cool game that i enjoyed in both worlds to I really enjoyed the multiplayer, but I found my single player experience slightly lacking. And then right. toward the end of it, I was like, I like, dude, like that Tiger Woods 12, the masters when I, so my, my last Xbox 360 red ringed and I didn't buy a new one. Uh, then I moved on to just new consoles, but I kept Tiger Woods 12, the masters. I just finally got rid of it like a year ago. I think I donated it to like a flea market because, or like a garage sale or whatever, because I, I don't have an Xbox 360 anymore and those games aren't backwards compatible with like an Xbox Series X, so I couldn't play it. But I kept it forever because the career mode was so good. And it went like, I really felt that like, and, and maybe some people would disagree with me and they, they were still playing it with their friends and stuff. Like I stopped playing them with my friends as much and just wanted this super in-depth career mode with like, with the FedEx cup and the, and the world rankings and, yeah. and year yeah. after year with the majors and being able to look back and see who won the majors last year, who's the defending champion of this tournament and stuff like that. There was never a time during the entire run of tiger woods where I wasn't a fan of the games. I just went from, I like all of it to, I really like the multiplayer to, I just want to play it by myself. And it, right. like, and the games kind of transitioned that way. Um, and I think part of it was them like, I just like every year they would throw in these weird little things like these like weird little little Tiger Woods moments modes and shit. And I was like, I don't really care. I just want to play it. And like, I remember playing with my friends and some of the career modes. Fuck. What was the mode that we used to play all the time? I think it was called bingo, bango, bongo. And it was, oh fuck. How did it work? You got a point. The, The whoever, whoever got into the hole first got a point. Whoever got into the hole with the fewest shots got a point. And I think it was whoever got on the green closest to the pin got a point. Was it like speed? Was it speed golf kind of thing? Like, was it like you kind of just wanted to keep going? No, no. Like, like you I could... remember a mode like that. I remember a mode like that where you wanted to, you'd hit off the tee and then you'd hammer on the buttons to catch up or something like that. There was, there was, there was always these little games that they added that some weren't bad, but again, you needed to be multiplayer to do it. Yeah, yeah. To have yeah. fun with it, and they, and uh, to your point on the career mode side, is they never went more they never went in depth enough. Like I wanted, I can't remember what year it was. And I'm positive. It was a Tiger Woods game where I went to a playoff hole and it just said, they parred. Yeah. Who I was against. And I was like, what? That that's it. Like there was no, like, I want to like, it should go into a mode where you see them shoot. Then you shoot. See, or wanna... you shoot first thing. You know what I mean? Like yes, make me, get me in the game yeah get me sitting there like i would still care but there was never that upgrade to those certain moments where you're like hey look tigers like if you're in your career mode and tigers in it right like and then like he's winning or he's you're he's close to you 
oh shit, now I'm going to go to the 18th hole with Tiger. Yeah. Like there was never those things where the interaction or the playoff holes or the, the finish to the tournaments never, it never progressed to be something, you know, excited. Yeah. I wanna... It was still a great, but again, it was still a great mode, but it just didn't, there's no meat. There no, was no, I, I want to no say, development. I want to say Tiger Woods 14, the last, I think that was the last Tiger Woods game. And I think in that one, they added the like playoff if you were tied at the end of the tournament. Oh. But you're right. Like that was, it was some of those little things. And I I don't even want to sound like I'm criticizing because I thought for the most part, these games did golf so well, but it was a couple of those little things like the drama of the tide after the final round and, and stuff like that. I want to see. And that to me, like sitting there playing with your friends, playing like couch co-op on this, like even more than like, dude, if you tried to play NHL against somebody and one of you knows how to play and one of you doesn't like the guy that doesn't know how to play gets fucking massacred. Same as, oh, like, in Madden horrible. and stuff like that. Whereas, like, at least in these, the one that knows how to play is going to beat the one that doesn't know how to play. But there's no, like, you each get the same, like, you each get the same amount of screen time. Like, if you're playing yeah. NHL against somebody and they're very good and you're not, they're going to have the puck for 80% of the game. Yeah, whereas like boring. Yeah, whereas, like, if you're sitting on the couch with your buddy playing Tiger Woods, like, I take my shot, then you take your shot. And we both watch it in real time. And we can chirp each other and have fun. And you can see how one person interacted with the course and then you can interact the same way. And like, and that's one of the things I love about like the really dark or not dark, deep simulation golf games is I love the way they started to get so like, oh, there's a five mile an hour wind going left. And so you're like, well, I need to aim a little bit more right to deal with that. But then you look at where your ball is going to land and you're like, well, that's sloping down toward that fucking bunker so i need to factor that in and then you realize it's also uphill 20 yards which is going to take some power off my swing so i need to factor that in and it was all of those little things and i am my i guess my experience with these games are i I liked being able to put top spin and backspin and stuff like that mashing the button while i was learning how to deal with all the little um factors of the course but now that i know how to deal with all them take all that away and let me figure it out on my own like, I love that, the evolution of golf games. Yeah, and I always found, too, with the golf games is, yes, we were competitive, and yes, we were shit-talking, but it was more of a team game in the sense with your friends where, like, I, I, with buddies, they'd be like, okay, we, we'd all be playing against each other. They'd be like, I'd do half-swing, like, or half-swing on this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we would still help each other, shit-talk, but be like, Dude, you gotta you gotta bring it back a little bit slower or anything like that. I always found that with uh, especially the Tiger Tiger Woods series, you were still competitive with your friends, but I always had buddies saying to me like, "Let's do this. Try this, man. Try yeah. this on your next swing." And and it would work or it wouldn't, and then you'd shit talk them. You and, know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. it was like like it, it was a different genre of a game. Like you said, if it was two on two in hockey, and I had a buddy and I was on his team and he played every just on the weekends while I was playing every single fucking night. I would try to help him or just be like, play D get it to me and get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Because if you're playing against two guys who play it all the time, you're dead. Yeah. At least like you said, at least in the golf games, you had a shot. Yeah. You had a shot, you had fun. And if you didn't get it, more than likely they're going to try and help you because 18 holes can become really fucking long. It's like real golf in reality. Absolutely, yeah, like, absolutely. You, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like absolutely. either I help this guy or I'm going to beat him with my golf club. And like, dude, some of my favorite memories of multiplayer with these games is is playing um Oh god, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the term. It's the one where you, skins? Is that what it is when you yeah. play you play like per hole? 
And mm-hmm. oh my God, we'd have some, cause like just playing stroke play is fun, but if someone's really good and somebody isn't, and, and the guy that's good gets a 10 stroke lead, it's like, well, it's kind of over and we're just playing it out now. But when you would play like those fucking skins games, if you've never played that, I think it's called skins. Is that where like yeah, you play skins. per hole? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, skins. we used to do it. We used to do it for drinks at the bar. Oh my god, we, dude! Yeah, yes. we used to we used to gamble drinks on each hole. If you've it never is... if if you've never played skins, say Brad and I were playing this game against each other. Whoever wins that hole with the whoever whoever finishes that hole with the lower number lower of strokes score. gets the point for that hole or the purse or yeah. whatever. Like if you're paying ten bucks yeah. a hole or whatever. But if we tie. Yeah. Say it takes us both four strokes. Then we go to hole two, and that hole one carries over. So now whoever wins hole two gets credit for both holes. And then if we tie again, it carries over, and it carries over. And it can get so, like, I'm just smiling thinking about it, the memories I have playing this game with my friends. So much fun. That's such a good memory to bring up because I remember there are certain shots hitting it out of the bunker and holing out to tie the hole. And the room would explode yes! like we were there. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're like, he's not making this. It's perfect. And your buddy would just stroke it out of the bunker, and you'd be crying, laughing, saying, "There's no way you just made that shot." And then the validation comes at the next hole when you win that fucker, oh. and you just looked at them going, "Fuck you." And that's a memory that two weeks later you'd be at the bar. I do distinctively remembering this where a buddy would just look at me going two weeks later going, you fucking made that shot. You cunt. Yeah. And it's just saying, right, that's the thing. And you start laughing. You're, You're just... like, you, you, Oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it, it was, it was great. It was it's... a great mode. That's, that's, that's a key, key mode in this game. That Dude, was so good. It's just, it's just like, they're just, Again, like I'm a big sports game guy. Like I used to be. I used to, but there's just something up. Like I've always made the joke that like I could speak French if I put the amount of time into learning French as I put into playing Tiger Woods games back in the day. <laughs> like it's just I put so many hours yeah. into these yeah. games, and I and I don't know what it is because again, like I'm not great at hockey, and so it's fun to play NHL and be better at that than I am in in real life hockey or MLB The Show or. Madden mm-hmm. or any other sports game, but I don't know what it is about golf. Uh, maybe it's the so it's the solo aspect, man. It's you. I guess that's what it's it just, is. It's you when it's like you're playing with three of your friends. And again, I don't play a lot of online, but we used to play couch like multiplayer all the time. And I feel yeah. like that's where this game really shined because there was just like I know in a lot of the games now you can all shoot at the same time, like when you're playing online, so you don't have to watch each other's shots. Because yeah. you're all on your own TV, you're all just taking. Your, you can see the trajectory of their ball while you're making your shot and stuff. There was just something about sitting on the couch with three of your friends and having to watch each person's shot because you only have the one screen. And and you're right. Like if you're on that person's team, you're you're helping them, and everybody else is chirping, and you're like celebrating these big shots, and everybody's watching, and you feel like a fucking hero when you make the shot that nobody thought you could make, and then you feel like such a piece of shit when you miss that six foot putt that everybody was just yeah. banking on you tapping in. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't like uh, truth be told, dude, like I, I'll be honest. Like I, I've been playing a lot of PGA tour 2k 23. And I think the golf in it is the best video golf I've ever played in my life. Like it is, it, oh, is, wow. it is immaculate. But the problem is it's just, it just for like, and I'm really enjoying it. I don't even want to say it's not as good as the tiger woods games. Cause in some ways it's better, but there was just something about, it was that era. It was it was the final days of couch multiplayer before everything went online, when you yeah. could sit there with each other and watch each other and chirp each other. It was also during Tiger Woods Prime when that guy was just a fucking god among men when it came to golf, and it was just 
it was the perfect storm, and I just don't think it'll ever get bad. Like, I'm really hopeful for the new EA game because it's going to have all the majors and stuff again, but I just don't know if it'll ever be it. It'll never, I don't think it'll yeah. ever reach the heights that it was at. It's, back it, in the day. it's, it, it's a, it's a moment in, it, it sounds cheesy, but it's a moment in time in our lives where, you know, it's, it's on the cusp of maybe you've got a what, a cell phone bill and a car bill. Yeah. You're still living at home. Yeah. And you're hanging out with buddies. And you just went to the bar and it's two in the morning and you're starting up 18 holes while pizza 73 is getting delivered to your buddy's totally. house and you're shit talking and it, it's never going to be like that, but you're right. It's like, I, I get online with my buddies and we play NHL and we laugh and it, it you you have a great time and it's 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 not the same it's not the same but as sitting but it's, together it's it's still very good sure and when you do have those moments where you do get together and you go hey let's play something you can be 40 and still do that and still shit talk but it's always better when you're sitting beside him than it is online I, yeah but it, it's a luxury we have now that i i don't want to turn away but you are right like you just it, it's a moment in our lives where yeah it's it, it was so fun and it like, was so good like i remember buddies making shots doing the tiger pose in the living room like you did yeah you know, like the tigers. fist pump and like shit. the cover yeah. yes yeah. the red shirt yeah the red nike shirt and just fist just fist in the air just screaming and like laughing so hard and like you said though the six foot putt and your buddy just grabs you by the shoulder and he says i what the fuck? And yeah. you're like, I know. You just cost us four it. holes. I, and it's like, yeah, I'm sorry, like, I, I tried. Why didn't and you use like, your putt it, preview? It, I didn't need it. And it's like, yes, you did, you stupid it's, asshole. It's, it's the oh, same God. thing. It's, it's the same thing as, like I said, when you make that bunker shot and the hole carries over, and now it's four skins, and then you miss that six-foot putt, and they all look at you going, you made – one of the greatest shots I've ever seen out of the bunker. And then you fuck that and up. And then you choked. Exactly. Like it's. And you just sit there staring. You don't blink and you just sit there staring while your friends are celebrating in the corner that they won four drinks at the bar. You're going to I know. an hour. I just. And your buddy's going, you're paying for all fucking yeah, four. Yeah. I'm not fucking paying for that. There's just something you're about that era, man. Any NHL 23 is great, but there's just something that about NHL 94 that NHL 23 yeah. will never have. You know, NHL w- 90, w- yeah. WWE NHL 2K- 90, what would it have been when the four-way play came out and that was the game changer? It would have been about 94, 95 around there, I think. I, I just mean that like that couch co-op, you know, like it, it WWE 2K22 is a lot of fun, but I, I, WWF No Mercy with my friends on the couch. PGA Tour 2K23 yeah. is great, but Tiger Woods 09 with my buddies in my basement mm-hmm. drinking beer. It's just, there's something about, and like, of, the evolution, never, like, the I, evolution of the game is fantastic, and it looks beautiful and everything. But the time, oh, where just, we were, the way we grew up, again, it's it, it's all relevant to who we are. And I think, and not to get off topic, but this is why your show is so beloved by so many people is because we go back yeah, and we talk about these things, times, man. and we react to bunker shots and fuck yeah. you, you're paying you piece of shit, make that shot. And we're laughing. Or uh, this is a moment we haven't even talked about is when we fire up tiger and somebody chooses tiger and you stare at him going, you're fucking picking tiger. Oh yeah. You're that, picking it's, tiger. It's the modern, it's the modern day picking odd job in golden eye. Like you're yes, borderline yes. cheating. You suds of bitches. Yeah. You're like, you really, you're, you're doing this now. What, what's wrong? We used to have a rule. Like, it, like I never really played 
and like we would do um, like skins or whatever. And sometimes you let they'd be like, "Be Tiger, fuck yeah. it, you be Tiger, yeah. we'll be other guys." Because I they would be putting in thirty five hours a week on this game, and I'd be playing once a weekend. Yeah, but I loved it and I enjoyed it. And they were like, "You be Tiger, we're good." Yeah, it's and just... then I got good, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't be fucking Tiger anymore. Oh, That's enough." Just so many memories. I love this. Yeah, it was, so it, it, I great, really great series. Uh, I'm very excited uh, for what. Well, no, actually, um, I can't say that. I, I'm glad to hear 2K is very hurt, good and hard, and in the in that sense, and Tiger's back in it. And I'll never, I can't sit here and say I'm excited for EA. I hope it does well, but I have no, no. Yeah, I, like I, I've got my fingers crossed. That I, they, have no they re, they I have no hope. They the magic, hope but I'm them. just, Fuck them. I'm just worried that like everything's going to be behind a paywall and that's that's what's got to be concerned but i just and it's so and it's sad it's really sad it is it, it really is but even if it's good 700 700 million dollars was made off tiger without pay paywalls and shit yeah you can make you can make companies are showing you can make money off these games without doing that and yeah. ea just continues to say hey five bucks gets you a new tiger shirt yeah yeah, even you. even if the next one is like even if this EA one that's coming out in a couple months is great, like and I hope it is, and I would love to buy it and play it for years and play the career mode, and even if it is like there's just I don't know, maybe it just makes us sound like old men, but there's just the memories of playing oh, yeah. these Tiger. Like I've I have wanted to talk about the Tiger Woods games on these on this podcast for so long because they're just so important to me, and like and I have great memories of so many old sports games. Like I used to love NHL back in the day. I would play yeah. a ton of uh, MLB The Show. I love the Fight Night games, the boxing games back in the day. They were fucking oh. awesome. But oh, just yeah. none of them could touch the Tiger Woods. Like, I became a golf fan because of the Tiger Woods games. Like, yeah, and, and I think, it, it, and I know I'm not the only one. Like, those games were, they were almost as influential as the Tony Hawk well, games. I truly I, believe that. I think, you've got the, I think you've got the order wrong. You became a golf fan because of Tiger, and then when the game dropped that's when you became a fan of the golf game itself. Is I because, suppose. Well, I get, no, I get what you're saying. It's because Tiger was on the cover. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I like him. Let's yeah, do this. Exactly. And then, it, and then, and then when they hit their stride, the game was so good. It just had, it's the, 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 they jumped the shark a little bit in that, if you want to use that term and then in the sense of the gameplay of what they, the, I get, I was not a fan of the ball changing trajectory, but the gameplay was so good. It, it was, was such a stellar golf yeah, game, was. and it was still fun. But uh, as a whole, it was a, it was a great series for sure. Yeah, I don't even know if we can score this one because we're kind of talking about the franchise as a whole. I mean, I guess if I was just rating like the Tiger Woods collective games out of eighteen, because it's eighteen holes in a round of golf, like sure. it's, it's a seventeen for me easily. Oh wow! Like they're just okay. they're just so, like legitimately like. I did a I did an episode of Expansion Pass a while back where I ranked my hundred favorite games of all time, and Tiger Woods twelve the Masters like was very high on that list. It's just one of my I just I love golf video games, and mm -hmm. and you know what? Prior to the Tiger Woods games, the only golf video game I'd ever played was like Jack Nicholas, uh, golf on the NES that sucked. That one that loaded like forever, like super slow. Oh, and yeah, then a little bit yeah. of Hot Shots in Mario. But the uh, the first time I played a Tiger Woods game, I was like, "This speaks to me," and I've been a huge fan yeah. of all video games yeah. ever since. So yeah, seventeen no, out of eighteen. If I was to give it, I, I say, "Oh wow!" But I'm gonna give it probably. I'd give it a like a fourteen or a fifteen. I'd say fifteen. So I'm not that far off from you. No, I think it's it's a great game. I I fell off years and years ago off this game. Um, not saying that it was bad or anything. It's just 
growing up, we didn't get to get together as much and I never bought it solo, but uh, it's, it's, it's a fantastic series. Again, it was, it was a moment in time where the athlete really pushed the game itself. It was, it was and the perfect when, storm to create a great game put, and then put tiger on the cover. It was the perfect storm. Yes. Like and, they, they, they really hit their stride when they got him Yeah, and they said, wait, we can put money behind this. Yeah. And they released that first one and they said, Jesus, this guy can make us money. So now we need to hit that standard of making the game very, very good. Yeah. And they did that. And then, you know, EA does what they do. And it was, and you know what else too? Like, and we're going to wrap this up, but it was right as video games were kind of going mainstream. Yeah, like very in that, much in so. that, yeah. In the yeah. early 2000s, like 2004, 2005, 2000. Like that's when gaming was really going from like, that was when the PS2 had blown up and Xbox 360 and online gaming was starting and that was that was really when video games went from like the nerdy thing you did with you know away from from the limelight to like everyone and and their dog was playing video games, and well, then you yeah, take a see, guy I that's was... a cultural like at one point I would I would assume that Tiger Woods at one point was the most recognizable athlete in the world, like yeah, and so yeah. you got Tiger Woods, really you've got a you've got video games that are becoming so big that everyone's playing them. The PS2 changed the way games lasted forever because that France that console was so big. And it was just all, like it just every like it could not have been a more perfect storm, and hey, I'm so glad it happened. The train, fuck, I love them. The train was rolling when the PlayStation dropped, and it was it it started there when Tiger got into that system mm-hmm. and really started in those early years too, before '05, even before online play, anything like that. Just but the basics and the foundation were built. It was it, it was a great moment. It was a great time. It was like. Like like we said, it was a hilarious moments with your friends. Yeah. And there's nothing I again when with your podcast and everything like that, just laughing and having a good time about that stuff is is so much a part of the key. When you find a good game to talk about in that sense where it was so good, then you add on that factor of like sitting with friends, like I hate bringing it up, but like, oh, who made it? Shaq Fu, EA. But when like you couldn't, you you can't picture a moment with you and four friends sitting playing Shaq Fu. No, that's gross. No, that, no, not at all. That's that's a nightmare. That's no. a fucking nightmare. <laughs> but anyways, no. But anyways, man. no. Back to your point. It, it's a fantastic game. Uh, really, just just solid across the board for so many years that it's like I guarantee even those later versions. If I plugged one in, there's probably not one that's horrible. No, do you know what I mean? That that's yeah. broken or anything like that they were just steady they never advanced like you and i discussed about career modes and everything like that but it was always just like okay the new one's out do i need to go buy it no but i did and it's still really good but fuck they just you know they added new clubs yeah fuck yeah i didn't need to buy it i didn't need to buy it but i'm buying it like yeah it's yeah That's the point I was going to make to wrap this episode up was just, I know a lot of retro game collectors listen to my show. And I just want to say like, I know that sports games are like a dime a dozen. You go to the game stores and they're sitting in the bargain bin. Like you can buy them like, you know, $3 a pound for all the old, like fucking sports (laughs) games you can get. Like they're in bulk bins. I'm telling you, like, I know that maybe old NHLs and old Maddens and old, NBAs and stuff aren't worth looking at but like if you've never played one of these games the next time yeah. you're at one of your retro game stores you see a copy of Tiger Woods somewhere between say 05 to 09 or 10 if you see one sitting there for a console you own and you can get it for a couple of bucks and you've never played one pick it up and it. bring it home Do you'll it. enjoy it I promise you'll enjoy it they're so Do good it. and you know what and and 
and to your point too, help out your retro game stores. Well, buy something. Some of them, because some of them are goddamn thieving, predatory sacks of ass, and then go fuck themselves. But yes, the good ones take care of the good ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you if you find a spot that's got good people working there, and you can pick up a game for a decent price that you've missed from your childhood. Like I, I've said to you, I'm on my way to hopefully buying an old Nintendo because I just really want one because mm-hmm. I need certain games, but that's a different story. But yeah, it's, it's a great game. I totally agree. Like I might contact Well, I don't know if anybody's got the system to play it, but I'd love to hop into 06 tiger and see what it's like or 2012. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick one up for my GameCube it. now. I think an old one just to try it. Yeah. Just see. Why not? Um, Okay, listen, I got like three more podcasts to do today. So we're going to wrap this thing up. But goddamn, was this fun. Fuck, I love Tiger Woods. I love these games so much. I'm so glad we finally did this episode. And I hope that you all enjoyed this as much as I did because I'm like just foaming at the mouth to play some Tiger Woods now. Uh, Brad, I promise the next time I have you on the show, we'll go back to the tradition of covering a really crappy game. But Can't wait. Th- thank you. Thank you for doing this and talking about good games for a change with the Tiger Woods series. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, man. It's always a pleasure and it's always fun, regardless if it's shit or not, the game I hate or how angry I get at EA. It's always a pleasure. And again, more success. I know it's coming more and more for you. So keep it up, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Brad, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Tiger Woods golf and every single one of you nerds listening to this, whether this was your first remember the game or your 239. Thank you so much for the support. I very, very much appreciate it. If you thought this didn't suck, maybe leave us a good review, would you? I'm not sure what they accomplished, but I'm supposed to ask for them. So leave us a good review on your podcast service of choice. I'd really appreciate that. And if you want more, <laughs> we got more. There are hundreds of bonus podcasts waiting for you right now. Ad-free, download them onto your phone, bada bing, bada boom, at patreon.com slash remember the game. Subscriptions start at just two bucks a month, and you get up to four additional podcasts a week just waiting for you over there, along with all the other perks. Plus, you support me and support the show, and it's just wins all around. Patreon.com slash remember the game. I'm also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash member the game. Whenever I feel like getting on there, come by and say hi and tell me why I'm wrong. That would be great. And we have a P.O. box. I'm not asking for big gifts or anything. Just shoot me a little, just a nice little postcard or letter. Uh, let me know, you know, a nice perfumed letter. Uh, letting me know where you are and why you're listening. And uh, give me your address and I'll send you one back and we'll be friends. You can find that address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. All right. I am going to thank some patrons and get out of here. I'll be back tomorrow for all of our patrons with Expansion Pass 153, I think. Uh, which will be, I'll be giving you my picks. For the best games, you should start with on Game Pass or PS Plus Extra if you're new to those ecosystems. Game Pass will be going live on Friday with all the biggest news and video games, and I'll be back next week with a whole nother slab of podcasts, including Remember the Game number 240, which, if the stars align, will be about The Legend of Dragoon for the PS1. And a quick disclaimer, if you love that game, you might not love me. I don't hate it, but you might not love me afterwards. It's not going to be Echo the Dolphin. But I'm also, I'm not going to lie, I don't like it as much as I like the Tiger Woods games. But you'll hear more about that next week, all right? I'm going to thank some patrons and leave. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're the best. Talk to you later. Cheers. Goodbye.
Remember, the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am contractually obligated to thank them all as quickly as possible. So a huge thank you to in reverse alphabetical order. Oh, wait, did I do that last week? No, I did alphabetical order last week. We're going reverse alphabetical order this week. Okay, a huge thank you to... Zonko504, Zane Donovan, Zamato, Zach Shepard, Zach Coiner, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, Wolf Magic 21, Wolfgang Darren, WestGen, Works for Me, Tyler Bauer, Tunable Power, Tristan Anderson, Triple, Trevor McKee, Tone Bone Swiss, Titan420, Timothy Sabrinsky, Timothy Exuberant Turtle, Thomas Smith, Thomas Childs, That One Kid Josh, Super Dad Bros Podcast, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Stud Still Smash, Stephen Parnell, Steve Dalk, Squint, Squeak Nut, Sour Goat Face, Solomon Soto, Slick Rick, Sleeper Hit, Skiller Rooney, uh, Sharonic, Shorzy, Shoeboxer, Sean Ramos, Scott Brooks, Gary Terry, Sam Wright, Sam Carpenter, Sabin, Ryan Perry, Ryan Maurice, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Calton, Russell Aldridge, Ruben Elizald, Ruby Air, Robbie DLC, Ray San Wontonga, Randy Barrage, Raging Irish, Quiet Place Queen, Postman, Poop Q, Plow King, Pizza Dude got 30 seconds. I love that. Phil Lencher, OT Plays Games, Oroku Saki's Gardener, No One Cares, Nicola, Nick Creature, Nerdy Hybrid, Nafe, Nathan Tromblay, Musty Beetle, Munch Makuchi, Pop Mr. Papa Giorgio, Morgan, Mizuru, Mike Maloney. This is hard going. I'm not used to it when I... I'm trying to make myself better at reaping these off in, in fast order, but when I change up the order that I'm used to, it fucks with me. Where'd I leave off here? Mike Maloney, Michael Barjudina, Mercury869, Max Sane and Maverick Marty, Matt Zeus, Matt Hamilton, Mark Sneed, Mark But Not McHugh, Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Lucas Valadez, Long, Lord Longrod Von Hugendong II, Leroy Westrich, Laces Out Dan, Chris Lovin, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Kia Pup, Kevin Monroe, Kayach, Just a Fish, Joe Stone, Jordan, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Johnny CCDC, John Woodruff, John M. Watkins, John Jameson, Joey Mercury, Joe LeBlanc, Joe the Sandman, Joe Buck, Jay Callahan, Jimothy, Jeff Bird, Bergeron, James Juan Francesco, James Black, Jameer Williams, Jake Carter, Jacob Adams, It's the Bigfoot, It's OG, Isaias, Itchy Nutsaru, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt in my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt, Holmes, Hitchy Poo, Hired Goons, who? High Plains Drifter, Hego Waffle, Graham, Glue Scappin, that's an odd name, Gabe, <laughs> that, that one threw me up, G9PSX, General Fury, Fuzzy99, Frosty Feet 492, Frosty Bear, Fraser Burns, Faded Sufferance, Evolva, Esteban Navarro, Eric James, E-Man, Trucker, Elijah Burns, Drugs Bad, MK, Dr. Nightmare 23, Doug Dorn, Doogie, DNA Gaming, Deal Pickle, Rick, Digital Dave, Devilish Saint, Denzalo, Denton Van Zand, and Boys on the Roof, Decoy Man, DBXJ, DB Cooper, Dave Thompson, Dave McGee, Dar Skywalter, Daniel DeVore, Daniel, Dan Fuselman, Dakota guy current remember the game hall of famer mark McHugh, colin bollinger cody richardson chugger 22 christian gabriel chris williams chris flurry chris dickens caesar captain n cam nelly 23 cj noel c spin buy me bone storm burt macklin bulma simp bola bucky the beagle herder brian richardson brian niece brant hewitt brandon ham helmheckle brandon dezeba bobby litton b money blobby k rogers blaine the hoagie man biddy benjamin atkins beef dingleberry beaver boy atrio wormwood a town arctic vision antonio echeverria Angry Ticks. This has not been a pretty uh, round of shoutouts at all. Andy Hudson, Andrew Wright, Andre, Alexis Ramos, Alexander Camps, Alex R, Alex R Agent, Booty Pants, Adam Martinet, Adam Fletcher, Adam Blank, Stills Reviewed, Banjo Tui, Aaron Lawson, and a dude named Adam. Whew. I'm going to go get some water. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers. So long. Goodbye.